Welcome to this Frequency Matters podcast. I'm Pat Hindle, and today I'm talking with Stephen Edwards, Switching Product Manager at Pickering Interfaces, and Chris Giovanella, Co-Founder and Senior VP of Marketing at Menlo Micro. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Good to be Hi. here, Pat. Hi, Pat. Nice to meet you. So we've been uh, watching the progress of Menlo Micro with their high-performance MEM switches. The ideal switch has really been making inroads in a lot of areas, and I've been really seeing the potential in various markets. And one of the most interesting places is replacing mechanical switches in testing applications. So thought we would discuss that today. So on the Pickering side, you know, how did you become interested in the MEMS switching technology? We've been keeping on the MEMS switching technology for many years now. It's been sort of something that's not been on our radar. It's a new switching technology in which we haven't previously added into our portfolio. But with the collaboration uh, with Menlo at the moment, it's uh, it's very much a technology which uh, we, we see as going forward as being a large potential for us and other switching products. And so what kind of prompted you to reach out to them and you know, how did you engage in this partnership? We've sort of dealt very much on sort of a technical perspective. So the engineers talking to engineers. So we've been keeping an eye on the, the market. We've been seeing as the technology has evolved, evolved, evolved. And Menlo became the, the standout company to work with. And, you know, what are some of the main advantages of, of using these Menlo Micro ideal switches versus traditional technology, you know, especially from a technical point of view? Yeah, there's several key advantages for the MEMS-based solutions. The first of them is, is really operational life. With an operational life of great and 3 billion operations, it far exceeds that we would, which we'd usually see with an EMR-based solution, which would be around the 10 million mark. An additional advantage of the MEMS over SSR-type technology is the very low insertion loss compared to SSR, so that's, that's another big plus in their favor. Power handling is also comparable with EMR solutions, far, and it also exceeds some of them with up to 25 watts per switch, and also the operational speed as well. Compared to an EMR solution, which operates in the, the milliseconds range, a member switch is operating in microseconds, so it's, it allows a, a much greater test throughput for our customers. Wow, that's a significant improvement. Chris, how about you know, how much insertion loss do these typically have? What are some of the other uh, electrical specs? Uh, yeah, I mean, these devices are very, when looking at these large switch matrix applications, we're specking insertion losses, you know, below a half a dB up in the below 10 gigahertz range, which is uh, where, you know, a large sweet spot of the, of the application space is. And then also the very high linearity when compared to some of the semiconductor solutions that are out there in the 90 to 100 dBm third order intercept points, so super linear. So those are some of the, the key characteristics, as well as the ones Stephen mentioned around the speed and the lifetime and also the, the size and the form factors that, that are possible with these you know miniaturized devices. Yeah, I think that's what surprised me the most is the first benefit that you guys talked about was the reliability. And I hadn't even considered that. I was thinking more on the electrical performance side. Yeah, and I think to, to add to some of the things that Stephen mentioned, we've been working with uh, some of the engineering leads there going back. I think our first engagement when we started talking to them was, might have been even before we started Menlo, to be honest with you, when we were still getting ready to spin out of uh, General Electric back in 2016. So I know there's been a, a lot of dialogue back and forth over the over the years, and I think in in my discussions with uh, with Stephen and with Nick, 
who is one of the lead technical system architects. It was really making sure that we were demonstrating the reliability and also not only the reliability of the product, but also the reliability of the company. I think that a lot of companies uh, like Pickering have explored similar technologies in the past and have had issues where you know, the company wasn't able to produce or went out of business or you know, just didn't have the reliability long-term that they needed for their products. And so we've been uh, working very collaboratively over the last uh, four or five years. And I think we finally got to the point where not only the products were reliable, but I think we were able to demonstrate that the company is going to be around for the long-term as well both in terms of our product portfolios and the funding and the, and the growth of the company. So I think that was really important to demonstrate, not just the product itself. And I think another thing that stuck out with me was the power handling. I didn't know MEMS you know, could handle that much power. What is it? Yeah, for the uh, devices to, that they're using, we're in the 25-watt CW, so average power handling with peak power up to 100 to 150 watts depending on the frequency. So yeah, it's an enormous amount of power handling in a very small device. And one of the key differentiators with the material set that we use for manufacturing these devices that they're able to, to operate under relatively high temperatures and handle quite a bit of power in a very small, small space. And I think speaking of the number of switching you know, capability that it has for reliability, Stephen, wasn't there an example of a customer who was replacing these matrices very often? And do you remember what that was that they were able to switch to? Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Uh, we had an existing customer. They were buying the EMR solution from us, a product. It worked to spec, but because of the particular application where signals were being switched 24-7, they were basically reaching end of life on mechanical relays within about three months. And EMR has a typical mechanical life of 10 million operations. That customer then came to, to back to Pickering, really liked our EMR solution, but wanted something with a bit more longevity. And that's when we hit the perfect perfect storm, effectively, of having the Menlo switch available. Menlo, as a company, ticking all the boxes of us having confidence in them actually being here for the long term and a product which fitted exactly in for, for that particular application. So how long is it lasting now instead of three months? Well, it's, if you scale it up, for example, 10 million operations gave you three months, just scale it up for how long it's going to take to work to 3 billion. And that, that's the minimum life, really. So I don't think there's going to be any life issues with that particular application. So you won't have to replace those anymore, right? No, that's <laughs> right. A lot more longevity built in a design stage. And so, you know, what are your future plans for using this technology? Are there any additional switching applications or types of matrices you'll be doing them with? Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for the, for the MEMS-based solutions. At the moment, we have our initial first step as a, a single-pole, fourth-row multiplexer. There's various additional steps we could take to make higher channel counts, multiplexes, so by eights, by sixteens, and also looking at other potential uh, applications as well. And so this seems like a significant, you know, tipping point in the testing industry. You know, how is it going to affect testing going forward? Will it, you know, completely change the way things are done in a way? I think it, it does have the potential to change. But it's really application specific that there will be some applications where a member solution is the perfect fit. It gives the power handling, the longevity and the speed of operation. So it allows test systems to run that much faster, which increases our customers test throughput. You can test your device under test that much quicker. And also having such a long life as well means your downtime for routine maintenance is reduced. You won't be having to replace cards at three month intervals, for example, for our lead customer. 
So it does have the potential to push things to a whole new direction. And it's much smaller. Is that, you know, reduced footprint going to open up any other avenues? I think for the initial step we have at the moment, where we still are looking at, a, for example, a single PXI slot for a module, that's comparable to an existing solution. I think once we start stepping up in potential higher frequencies, I believe Menlo have devices available up to 26.5 gigahertz. And once you start stepping up to those frequencies and you're competing against the likes of EMR-based microwave solutions, which are traditionally physically large devices, I think that at that point you then start seeing the advantages where slot count in PXI will be reduced because you'll be able to potentially get a 26.5 gig rated multiplexer in a single slot compared to two or three slots plus if you went down the traditional route, exactly like Chris is demonstrating. <laughs> that's a that's a traditional mechanical. This is a six six way, you know, microwave microwave device. And then the uh, yeah, it's a little hard to see, but the the fifty one thirty is is our twenty six gigahertz device, which is just the high power switch that's on there. So two and a half millimeters on a side. So yeah, these take up a lot of space in in a lot of PXI chassis. Chris, any um, last words on you on plans for the MEMS technology, where you're taking that? Yeah, like I mentioned, we've got eight products now released to production. We've got a roadmap that's continuing to expand, and we're pushing in both in the density in terms of the number of channels, as well as the frequency range. So we're also working on some things to push up into the millimeter wave space up to 60, 70 gigahertz. So the technology has a lot more capability than what we've you know, demonstrated with our initial production products. And we're going to be branching out in those directions in the, the months and years to come. So yeah, a lot, lot, more, lot more coming from Menlo. Yeah, I feel like you've only scratched the surface and you're already in many applications. Yep, yep. That's what happens when you speak to engineers. We, we have all these great ideas of where we could move to in the future. <laughs> um, and I we love it. Have we certainly have potentially the tools to do that with these with these new MEMS devices. Well, thanks, uh, Stephen and Chris, for uh, talking with me today about the transition to MEMS switching technology in these testing applications. Uh, I think the potential is very large here, so it'll be interesting to follow you guys over this next year or so and see how the market works out for you. To our audience, you can find more podcasts at podcast.microwavejournal.com. Thanks for listening.